is up, everybody? We are back. Man, it's been a minute. We uh, we are back in studio with the Kentuckiana Travel Ball Podcast. I'm going to be honest with you, Rick. Yo. Things have been busy around the office, right? So yep. we've had a hard time getting to the podcast side of things. Uh, we apologize to our avid listeners that we have not been on air in a little bit, but we're back. We're back. We're here today, and we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to break down the Kentucky State Tournament. I got some drills to go over, among a bunch of other stuff. So, Rick, what's happening? Uh, not a whole lot. It's been uh, it's been an interesting season, at least for us. And, yeah, it has. Uh, I imagine you know we're in the middle of June right now, so most of the teams are at least halfway or even winding down their season at this point, um, at least in our age groups. I know the high school kids are just getting started with their travel season. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, man. So we'll get to this in a second. It's been an interesting season for us, and I want to break that down because I think some of these coaches, parents that are listening can kind of relate a little bit to what we're going through. But we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. What we're going through is not different than what anybody else No, is. it's really not. Um, but what I want to start with here is I want, to th- I want to thank our sponsors, Guardian Baseball. Man, they've been killing it. And I'm going to throw in a little clip here, uh, but they've got a new bat. They partnered with Stinger Bats, and they have okay. a Guardian branded bat. And apparently, it's hot. Really? It's a BB Core bat. It's uh, it's two hundred bucks, so it's cheap. All right. When it, but it's according to all these different review guys. There's a guy. There's two guys called the um, the, the Bat, bat Bros. Bros. Yeah. They did a review on it, and they love it. Nice. Uh, so it's awesome. Good Go- for them. Guardian is absolutely killing it. So GuardianBaseball.com. I think why they're so successful, Rick, is is they they have really good prices with really good stuff, right? So right. they're not reinventing the wheel. Now, they do have some of their own branding coming out. All of our guys have a sliding mitt, yeah. which I can't stand because <laughs> it takes them forever to put on a first base, but the kids love them. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff out there yeah. right now with Guardian. So please check out Use Guardian Use our promo Baseball. code, right? Use our promo code, man. Get you some 15% off. All right, so let's start with the state tournament. So the state tournament here was just held in Elizabethtown. BJ and his crew and Sean and all did a fantastic job. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run down. And I tell you what, if you want to get bumped, go win the state tournament. It almost it's, it's automatic. It, well, I don't know if it's automatic, but it's 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 it happened a lot this past weekend. All right, so in nine AA, and bear with me because I'm gonna try to get through all the divisions here. Nine uh, AA. E-Town Shock beat the NV Stars 14 to 10. Okay. The Shock got bumped up to AAA after the tournament. Nice. Uh, in the nine-year-old open division, the Newburgh Night Fury. I like that name. Hmm. The, Night the Night Fury. Fury. That's yeah. a cool name. That is cool. Um, they beat the Richmond Royals 22 to 2 after oh, wow. only beating the Vipers by one to get there. Ooh. So, um, yeah. So, it'd be, that was a good, good, good the event there. The final game was good. Ten double A, the Rock Castle Knights beat the Central Kentucky Extreme seven to six. Okay, and the championship game that must have been a hell of a game. Uh, so the Rock Castle Knights ahead now got bumped up to Triple A. Uh, in the ten-year-old open division, the Vipers Reynolds, which is a great team, mm-hmm. beat the South Lexington Red eight to four. Uh, Viper Reynolds, man, they are they are tough. They constantly are winning these events. And again, you know, part of the Vipers organization, but man, that's a good team. Um, 11 AA, South, Lex- South Lexington Red beat the Legends Crawford 11 to 2. South Lexington got bumped to AAA. Good. 
uh, in 11 triple A Sean Johnson <laughs> and it, yeah his ELS bats and John Alvey they beat the Vipers Lauder which is a great team you smell hey, it tell yeah, I know I smell some home cooking well I tell you what though <laughs> hey they bumped themselves up to major all right. So so as a triple A team, they won the they won the triple A division. Now they're major. So you gotta give Sean and John Elby some credit. Them. All right. Right? So it's pretty cool, man. Sean, you know, he pumps up his did, coaching did he ability. Do a TikTok video about that? Yet? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has. He is a TikTok uh I you know, it was amazing to see how many people wanted pictures with him and <laughs> all the different things, man. He's a uh, he's an influencer now on TikTok. All right. All right, 11-year-old major division. The Evansville Leathernecks beat the Crusaders 8-4. to um, In the 12-AA, the Southern Kentucky Aces beat Madness Prime 9-5. to Aces are now bumped to AAA. Now, listen, we've got a little bit of a bone to pick with this one. <laughs> so that's the division we played in. Now, we had played AAA all year, but we did drop to – we well, we're technically a AA team, but we so we played in the AA state. Right. This Southern Kentucky Aces team is an all-star team of travel teams in their area. So what they do is they take three or four kids off of different travel teams and they go play five tournaments a year, the yeah. state tournament being one of them. They were runners-up this past year in the, in, the, in the state tournament. And I asked BJ, I was like, how is this kind of legal? Listen, it's fine, but they shouldn't be a double-A team, right? Right. You wouldn't not if, think. Not if you're... And and listen, picking off different teams. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting into that too much because people could kind of look at us and be like, "Well, you guys probably shouldn't have been double A either. You'd play triple A all year." I get that, fair enough. Um, but you know, we we will get to our season here in a second because it hasn't been the best. Not sure um, people argue with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess people aren't going to argue too much with ours. But um, so what would have been interesting is Madness Prime played in the Marion County Madness team mm -hmm. in the semis. Now, this Marion County Madness team has a kid who's an absolute stud. Yep. Um, one of the better players in our age division that we've ever seen. Right. Uh, you know, we, we talk about a few of the guys that we think are studs. This kid's way up there. Yeah, yeah. Athleticism it's is on my list. off the charts. Yeah. He's fast, he hits, and he throws it as hard as I think anybody we've seen at our age. The hardest I've seen, I, I'd say mid-70s. So, so let me tell you a story. So we're playing the Marion County Madness on Thursday night. Uh, game is well in hand for them. We, <laughs> our team had an absolute meltdown. Uh, just couldn't get anything done. It, long story, but we had a meltdown. Right, game's over. They bring in this kid to pitch. Game's over. Right, pitch the last inning. It was twelve nothing. Right. They bring him in to pitch. Pitch the last inning. Well, lo and behold, come Friday through bracket play, they pitched him one too many innings. <laughs> that one inning they brought in against us to close it out cost them big time right because because they were killing that team they, they had yep. that team run rule well it was right? run rule it, was, it was run rule it was yeah. 8-0 uh I, the kid had pitched a perfect game uh no hits yeah no walks perfect game well the coach smart by him brad coy looked online and said hey this kid pitched one too many innings <laughs> they made an inquiry bj okay. and crew had to do i mean that's the rules right, right. what right. are they supposed to do so they came in they said guys sorry how can you do that as coaches? So as coaches, um, whether he actually did pitch one too many innings or there was a error by the umps, wrote it down wrong or whatever, 
either way, us as coaches and all these coaches need to double check those scorecards at the end of the game. It's real easy just to look at, at the score and sign us off early on it. Yeah. It's real easy just to oh, get, especially when you lose or what you know what you're just ready to get off. So you just sign that scorecard, look at the score. Maybe maybe you even don't look at the score, but. Um, we always make it a point to double check our innings pitched with our guys. Um, now we hadn't, but that well, burned us this year. Yeah, and I guarantee this team won't think twice about it either. They're going to be checking that scorecard up and down as well. I, so, guys, so, listen: if you're a coach of one of these travel teams, that's what they go off. Of. Check that card. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've walked off and be like, "Oh, great time!" You know, I'm talking and being all happy and talking to the umps and shaking hands and just sign my card. Well, it burned us with when we had a kid that had too many innings pitched that he didn't actually pitch. It was yeah. written down wrong. Um, and then it burned. We ended up now. Sean Johnson, I think, was running that particular tournament, and he changed it. He got it all correct. Right. I had to call him to get it correct, and he and he and he made it all right. But it yeah. did burn us for a minute in the seedings and then everything else. Now this particular situation, God bless. How do you let that happen? Because this is a good team. This is a team that. The, could have given this there. Aces team a, a game. Yeah, they would have been there in the finals. Well, if they could pitch this one kid. I, the, this one kid's that big of a difference maker. Well, yeah. Well, he was done either way. He was done either way. That's a good point because he had pitched too many. So, but you know, maybe that's just team. it. Maybe but that, everybody else is going through the same thing. Once you get to semifinals and finals, yeah, you're kind of – What kind of pitching do you have left? What do you got left? You're, you know – Anyways, that Marion County Madness team really shot themselves in the foot there. Interesting situation. Um, again, I think the tournament organizers did absolutely the right thing. They had to. They did exactly what they had to have done. Yeah, they, they didn't want to do that. They can't rely on Game Changer nope. and all that. They got to go what's on the scorecard by the umps. That's the that's the official record keeping you know, of your pitching report. Um, it shows up online. You can check that if you're playing a U-Trip event. Usually the pitching report's there. But, yeah, uh, you know, I heard they were complaining about game changer, and if you go well, back game, and look, there's a little mix up there. Yeah, right. And, and I I do our game changer, so I know it's really easy to overlook things, and I, I forget to put kids in. I I forget to change our pitchers yeah. out sometimes, and you know it happens. So you can't For go sure. off game changer. You got to go off that. Well, and then report. sometimes when weird things happen, it's hard to know exactly how to score it and how to put it in there, and it all can kind of affect everything down the road, but. Yep. Double uh, check that scorecard. Double check that scorecard. All right, I'm going to keep going here. So 12 AAA, the Evansville Leathernecks beat the Indiana Junior Sycamores 11-3 to in the 12 major division. Now, uh, listen, the top few teams have kind of beat each other up back and forth this year, but J-Town Strike came out on top beating the Envy Stars 10-7. To me, and I've said this a lot, you know, and, and I'll get some, I'll get some arguments from some of these other coaches, but I've always felt like Strike was the best in our age division. Uh, they beat the best, yeah. kind of proved that uh, in, in the state tournament. Now that Bulls South Black team's really good. Uh, Vipers Floyd's good. KBC West is good, but Envy Stars are good. But Strike came out on top. Yeah, I, I would not argue with you in that point. They're solid all around. Yeah, so, and again, that's who ended up, when we did our coaches poll just for the 12U division, uh, that's who was the number one ranked team, and they seem to be holding that spot. All right, 13AA, Vipers Yates beat Jessamine Connection. Uh, Vipers, yeah, 14-6, and Vipers Yates now got bumped to AAA. I know they'll be playing AAA and Diamonds Kings. Um, it, that was interesting. So we went into the Diamonds Kings draw. They bumped Yates from AA to AAA. And I think the Vipers Yates coach was like, 
why? Why are you doing this? And Sean Johnson's like, because you are good. You need to be in AAA. <laughs> and then it was kind of funny. But now, I mean, they proved it. That's where they should be. They Because yeah. that was a lot of teams. Okay. And they ran through everybody. They? So right. they proved yeah. they're, a, they're a AAA team there. Good deal. Um, 13 AA, the Smithville Scrapers beat Robinson. Um, it's probably Scrappers, right? Oh, Scrappers. Yep, I'm sorry. Smithville Scrappers Robinson beat the Kentucky East Kentucky Revolution 11 to 10. That must have been a hell of a game. In uh, the 13 major division, the KBC 13s beat the Indiana Spikes Dillman 17 to 9. <laughs> In 14 AA, the Kentucky Mayhem Purple beat Vipers Cook 5 to 4. Another awesome game. And then in the 14 Open Division, the Commonwealth Express beat the Red Clay Athletics. Seven to six. Okay. Rick, what did you feel about the uh, tournament as a whole? Well, obviously, it was held at E-Town Sports Park. Which Hard to beat that place. Hands down. I, I'd rather play there than anywhere else that we've played, at least. Um, it's, it was run well. Uh, the umpiring was pretty good. Um, you know, we always had two humps, which is uh, which is a plus nowadays. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we ran into a situation that I went ballistic on. So, and, and, and listen, maybe I'm wrong on this, but we got a kid in a rundown, right? We got a kid in a pickle situation. Actually, it was a great move by our we pitcher. Had, we had him picked off. We had him picked off. We did a move to second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had him picked off. We had him in the middle. And our whole team ended up getting involved, and our center fielder, for somehow, you know, ended up being at, at third base, and he's part of the pickle. Well, in our view, the the kid, this was against the Southern Kentucky Aces, by the way, uh, the kid ran and kind of pushed one of our guys out of the way. Yeah, um, our center fielder, Kanan. So kind of, kind of, in our view, initiated the contact. Yep, the play kept going. Okay, uh, and then it was is wild because the coach from the other team basically ran it on the field when he saw that happen. He was right there. It was it was screaming obstruction. He was inside the third baseline. Well, anyways, the play continues. We get the kid out. Um, calls him out. Well, the guy goes ballistic, and he and then the home plate ump overturns it and says, "Yep, that was obstruction." <laughs> and so we get upset because we felt like the kid initiated the contact. The ump tells us it doesn't matter. Um, so basically, he said, if you're running the base pass and you just put your arm out and grab the shortstop, <laughs> then it's obstruction on the shortstop. It's ridiculous. I, maybe that's the rule. No, I don't know. It can't be. But that's that's what he went with. And, and my feeling is, if you if you actually saw the instru- uh, obstruction rather than just relying on the coach and influencing what you think. If you actually saw the obstruction, wouldn't you call it right when it happened instead of letting the play... Well, and they called the kid out. Yeah, letting the play carry through and calling him out. Yep. And then you're like, oh, well, this coach is arguing with me. Maybe he's right. We'll call obstruction. And that's what happened. And this guy argued over every single Everything. call. I mean, he was wearing these guys out. Like, we'd catch a fly ball. Are you sure he caught it? Right. Like, it, it, I mean, was, it, was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, Southern Kentucky Aces, I hope you hear me. That was ridiculous. Yeah. But you guys got a great team. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, you know, if we pulled from three or four of our travel ball teams around town, we'd be pretty great too. But you know, it is what it is. So I, again, I, I know that sounds like sour grapes. Well, People are huge, like, "Dude, it was a huge momentum shift." <laughs> it was. It was man. early in the game, and we had the kid out. I think it would probably have been the second out in the inning. We would have got out of the inning without giving up any runs. Yeah. Instead, I think they put up three or so, and it, it just got us behind. And just mentally, we were just like, "Oh my gosh, here we go!" You know, like. 
and it really it really <laughs> changed the entire complexity of the game. It was a it was a one run game at that point, and really and we should have been out of the inning. We didn't get out of the inning. I think they scored four more. It just changed the entire entire complexity of the game. Now, I know I, I keep going back to this this team how they've combined. They are legal, and there was nothing about what they had done it had been illegal. The other kids that they had had from other rosters were removed from those rosters. They did fit requirements to be a double A team. So. Regard and I, and I went through this with some of the directors and I full heartedly support. They were a legal team. It wasn't like they should oh, be. Put, yeah, I mean, I'd, not not not. But I'm just complaining because yeah. you know I want to <laughs> complain. Um. So, anyways, I listen. So we played Grand Park earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. And Grand Park's awesome. Okay, Grand Park's cool. It's yeah. massive, but to me, E Town Sports Park's better. Oh, I think so too. Now, we were only in a sliver of that grand park. Right. And, the, you know, they got soccer and right. basketball and volleyball. I mean, they they got it all. But, you know, what from what I saw, I would prefer to play at E-Town. And do we want to talk about the tournament setup, how this bullpen sets Heck, it up? yeah, we need to talk about that tournament setup. So this, you know, is in, this is in Grand Park. Yeah, we're used to – I'd say used to. So 99% of the tournaments that we play in – you know, you got your two pool play games on Saturday, you know, maybe Friday, maybe Friday, Saturday. And then you run a single elimination tournament that everybody gets to join yeah. on Sunday. Right. You know, winner take all. So the way that this bullpen sets it up, there was 30 teams in our age group. I know that's a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, we played two pool play games on Friday. Mm-hmm. And to get it all in – we had to play our first elimination tournament game Friday night. Friday night. So we played Friday morning, right? Yeah. And then we two had games, a break, two games, yeah. two games, and we had a break, and then like 8 p.m. that night, right. we started our first elimination game. Yeah, and we're not alone, everybody. That, I mean, that's how it was. Yeah. The, everybody's first tournament game was And if night. you don't make that top 16, yeah, it, you don't the make the bracket. Thing. It was only the top 16 out of 30. So half the teams are basically eliminated. Yeah, from they got game. one more game, and they're done. They give you, they just, oh, here's another game. And it's called a we, consolation game. Because we guarantee you three games. Here's yep. another game. Yep. They got to play on Saturday, but, I mean, it, it wasn't worth anything. No, it was, it was just a consolation so game and then done. Game. So, uh, and if you lose that first round game, which, unfortunately, we did, you're done on Friday. You play one day. Yeah. You're and done. And it stinks because we won our two pool play games. Yeah. Played really well in pool play. And we put an emphasis on it because we wanted to make sure we're in that top 16, 16. We ended up right. being what six, seven, eight. Uh, something. We were, I forget uh, where we were, but we were towards the top. We, we had a pretty in the good top team. half, um, and we ran into a really good team that that um, basically we had them beat until a giant kid came up and hit a free run bomb off of us and, and kind of correct me if I'm wrong. Did they win it all? They won it all. Yeah. So we lost the eventual champion. Okay. Yeah. L- listen, Rick. So let's. Uh, so Grand Park versus E Town Sports Park. I'll take E Town all day long. Yep. Uh, I, I think it's better how they run the events um, and then the park itself. I just think it's, you know, comparable as far as how nice they are, but yeah. I, I like E-Town Sports Park. So just take that for what it's worth. Now, listen, I'm going to get into something here, which, you know, I'm not proud of, but we've had a tough season. Um, last year we had an amazing season. And so what we did is this year we started off, even though we weren't classified AAA, we played AAA events. Mm-hmm. Very first term of the season, we finished second, had a great tournament. Second term of the season, we finished second, had a great tournament. These are AAA events. Mm-hmm. And then after that, 
the wheels kind of fell off. Um, we had an injury mm-hmm. to one of our better pitchers, one of our better players, and we weren't. We can't. We haven't really ever been the same since. Uh, we've had some kids missing for this and that, and we've had, you know, injuries. We just haven't been able middle, to kind of middle school ball kind of got in the way. Middle a school bit. a little bit, yeah. You know, I, I I think that listen, middle school ball has a place, and I think middle school ball is rec ball. I don't care what anybody says. It's you're playing with kids that aren't as talented. Sure, you have some travel ball kids, right. but you you're you're intermingling kids that just don't play travel baseball so it's not going to be as competitive right nobody can argue me on that yeah it just cannot be argued can't i know jalen wanted to the Louisville elites coach wanted to act like middle school ball is more important it is not that's a crazy take in my opinion right um it is it's those middle school teams cannot compete with travel ball teams period just can't happen so that being said I get the confidence factor. We ha- I had a dad come to me that with one of our kids who was playing middle school ball who's having a great middle school season. He was like, oh, man, he's getting all this confidence. And I saw that a little bit. I saw it at the plate. I saw it, I saw it in the field where that confidence kind of came over to the, the, our AAA travel ball season. But it's tough when you don't have kids there at practice. Now, when you have a rough tournament, right, you have a, and you don't you, – maybe you go in three or maybe you get killed in a game. And our season has been we've done really well in full play, and then we're losing this first round of bracket play. It's been driving us crazy. <laughs> right. um, but when you don't have everybody at practice, it's hard to fix things. Mm-hmm. And for me, I shouldn't have let this affect me, but I do as a coach because I have all these things I want to say, but I want to say it to the entire team. And if I'm missing a couple key pieces, I feel like, well, I'm, I'm just going to wait until they're all here. And then what runs into it for us is it's tough when they're not all there because they're doing middle school stuff, which I do not. Ber- I, I listen. I, I get the value of playing with your teammates or your schoolmates. I get it. There's there is some confidence building there. There is some value to middle school ball, but it makes it tough when you're struggling as a travel ball team, right? Which we had been. And when we want to sit down and do some mental building or we want to sit down and do some plays and you don't have some of your key members it's hard and so that's kind of what we ran into this season we keep feeling like we're turning this corner and then and I felt like we had we had turned a corner in the state tournament and we ran into this ACES team which is a really good team and a couple bad calls sent us the wrong direction you know that's baseball and we're out Um, I think we have the potential to have a really good next couple tournaments Um, we've got a ton of talent it's hard when you're losing, though, because let me tell you what happens, coaches. And listen, I know my parents are going to listen to this, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be very, I, I'm, I'm an open book, and I think my parents would say this, but things start, you start getting questioned, right? You start hearing around the grapevine, why the heck did he bunch so much? Or, or why isn't he playing this kid here? Or why is my kid batting here? And you start getting questioned at every turn when you're a coach when you're losing. Oh, yeah. And I assure people that us as coaches, and I know our coaching staff especially, man, we, we, we live this thing. I, I tend to think about this baseball stuff more than I do work. It consumes me. I think about it when I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how to improve our team. More than we should, probably. <laughs> Way more than we should. I know. I, I, for sure more than I should. And when you get questioned and and I'm not necessarily getting questioned directly by parents, but you hear it indirectly, right? Oh yeah. You hear about it. When, when, when it gets back to you and you're like, man, 
I've done nothing but try to do what's right for these kids and put us in situations to win. It's frustrating at times, but at the same time, you know, you could have parents, and I'm sure a lot of you coaches out there have parents that will actually come to your face and say things and really take things to a level that our parents never have. Our parents have been respectful from the jump. You know, sometimes they get a little bit caught up in what their kid's doing as opposed to what the team's doing. And I think, and, and I get that. I, I can totally understand how that happens. But when, when you're not winning, this is when all this stuff comes out. <laughs> right? Yep. So when you're, not, when you're not having the type of season we had last year, all the little things, all the nitpicky stuff comes out. You know, when you, when you lay down that sacrifice bunt and you get that run in and you win, Nobody says a word. Right. You don't get that bunt laid down and you lose. Why the heck is that coach making that bunt? <laughs> right. It's tough. Oh, yeah. It's tough as a coach because, you're again, you're only, you know, they're not looking at, well, hey, the kid struck out three times beforehand. He wasn't even getting close to hitting the ball. Yeah. We had to try something. And sometimes you don't always get that sort of, I don't even know what to Chance call to it. explain yourself. Yeah, with anything. the parents, you know, and, and again, it's 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 easy to play, you know, armchair quarterback or armchair coach, whatever, you know, sitting on the sidelines when things don't work out. Um, it's very easy to criticize and very easy to point the finger. Um, you see it at every level, at the college, even at the highest level of college. Ole Miss, who um, is playing in the Omaha, playing in the College World Series, they're ready to fire their coach a couple months ago. Yeah, they're ready to get rid of him. <laughs> and now they're, they're in the replace. College World Series. Yeah. Now they're in the World Series. So, yeah. and U of L's coach, he laid down a bunt, or he, you know, had a kid lay down a bunt. He missed it. He hit it right back to the pitcher. We didn't end up getting that run. Ended up losing by one. So, I mean, it's it, it's very and, you know. Easy. And guess what happened? He's yeah. people started second guessing. Yeah, him on that. they did. They're like, "Why do you bunt so much?" He's like. Dude, you know, I've been doing this for how right. long? Yeah. That's what we do. We That's play, we do. you know, we play the game. We try to win. There's different strategies. We're always going to bunt. We're always going to run. We're, you know, we're, you that's know, what we are. Let me say this about bunting. And Dan McDonald said it on our podcast. He made the comment, look, my best hitters are typically my best bunters. Mm-hmm. And that's just something you got to know how to do. Yeah. Did I make Brendan McKay bunt that much? <laughs> no. But was he the best bunter in practice? Yes. <laughs> right. And so if you can't bunt, that's a fundamental problem, period. Yeah. So that's something you just got to know how to do you gotta be as able a player. to lay it down when you need it. You know, yeah. now, do you need to bunt all the time? No. And listen, I've bunt less this year than I would like to because of some of these things that are in my ear. And, and I, I, again, I, I need to get back to doing whatever I think we need to do to win ball games. And individual success will come from team success. Mm-hmm. That was something else Dan McDonald also right. preached to us, is, is, look, if the team is winning and succeeding and moving on, those individual stats will come. Oh, yeah. You can't worry about that. No. This is a, this is a team game played by individuals, but the team game comes first. And you'll, and you'll feel better about, you know, <laughs> you'll feel better about your kids striking out a couple times that game because you won, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, winning cures a lot of ills. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and again, man, we haven't had the season that we wanted to have, and I'll be the first one to admit that. Can we coach better? Absolutely. And, and I tell the kids after every game, when we win, it's because of the players. When we lose, it's because of the coaches. And I could have done something differently to put us in a different situation. I could have pitched somebody differently. The lineup could have been different, and we probably could have won. So it's always on me as a coach if we lose. 
Um, but if we win, it's because the players executed and did their job. So I, you know, and I hope that I hope that most most coaches take that mindset because I think that's the right way to approach a team. I think that's how all of your major coaches and these major major programs kind of coach their team. But man, tough seasons are tough, you know. And it's it's I I live this stuff and I care about it and I worry about it more than I should. And so if you're a parent out there, know that us as, as, as travel ball coaches, man, or if you're a high school coach or if you're whatever, we probably worry and care about this stuff more than we should. So keep that in mind before, yeah. before some of the comments come out. And, and we're no different than any of these other coaches. We're, we're all in the same boat. Um, you know, tough seasons are tough. Um, good seasons are easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You look like a hero. You do. You do. And, and so I do want to kind of wrap that up with our parents have been awesome. We had a team where uh, the entire team came back. We didn't add or lose anybody. That's kind of unheard of in travel ball. We added one. No, we added one, but we didn't lose anybody. Right. We added one. So we went from um, 11 to 12 and, and, and added a, a, a key piece. But, you know, it's not – we've got a great group of families that like each other. And when you start looking for a travel ball team, and so travel ball tryouts are going to be coming up here very soon, that is one of the key things I would like to stress to people is find a group of people you can fit in with. Yeah. Find a place your kid can be on the field the majority of time. If, if you want to continue to in baseball, and, I, and I've been preaching this to our kids this season too, I do not want to be their last coach. If I'm their last coach, I've failed them. Find a place to where you can get on the field, get experience, and be successful. Now, that might be at a lower division. That might be at a single A, a double A, whatever division. But find a team that you can be on the field. Find a group of parents and a group of families that you know that you can enjoy being around. Because let me tell you something. You're going to be around these people a lot. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, our group is really good in that aspect. Yeah, everybody yeah. likes each other. All Everybody's great to be around. And even in the hard times or hard, being around good families makes it just a little bit easier. You know, it, it helps. It's, it's helped. Yeah. our team tremendously right. because everybody is a great family. They're great people. Um, yeah, there may be a, a slight thing here or there comment wise, but they're all reasonable people that, that understand what's going on. And it's, it's, it's made, it's made it a lot easier this yeah. year. And as frustrating as it is for the parents, we're just as frustrated, if not more as coaches. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I am absolutely more frustrated. And I think that's one of my problems. I kind of wear that on my sleeve a little bit and, I need to figure out how to stay upbeat and, and be more positive in nature. And I've got a couple things that are going to happen moving forward to, to make that happen. But I'm aware of this. So that's one of those things that I, I think that, you know, you need to be aware of your faults. And that's that's one of them. And listen, I'm not it's not like I'm downtrodden with it. I just I'm not the one that's always great job no matter what you do. I think routine plays need to be routine. And I'm going to let you know if, if, if I feel that way. I'm going to hold kids to a certain standard. Um, I got on your son the other day, Rick, when, when um, I felt like he, he swung at a bad pitch and bailed out in a situation we really needed him to get a hit. And I made the comment. I was like, Eli, you can't. And, and he was like, what? And, and he got upset at me for a minute. And I know he was in the dugout upset at me. And I pulled him back out. I said, Eli, I hold you to an extremely high standard. If I don't get on you for that, 
you're not going to fix it next time. He's like, yeah, you're right, coach. You're right. After I had that conversation, it was fine. But I do hold our kids to a high standard. Um, routine plays have to be routine. If you want to go play in high school, it's part of it, right? We're 12, 13 years old. That's, you know, we got kids in seventh grade on our team. You know, that high school thing is going to be hitting quick. Mm-hmm. So those are lessons you got to learn. So I'm not going to always just pat you on the back no matter what you do. But I always love them more than anything. Um, I'm going to coach them hard, but I'm always going to love them hard too. So that's a, that's a big piece of being a good coach in my opinion. All right, so one a couple drills I want to go over, and then we'll get out of here, Rick. So this is this is big good. We need to get back into the yeah. flow of doing this. Yep. I, you know, I, I like getting some of this stuff off my chest anyway. <laughs> so um, we had a drill that we were using indoors that our kids absolutely love. Uh, it's playing horse, but it's with pitching. So what we do is we put two mounds side by side, and we have the nets that you throw into that have the different squares. Mm-hmm. One kid will get on the mound, and he'll say, I'm going to throw a four-seam fastball. If he throws it into the net, the kid on the next team has to throw the same pitch. If he doesn't get it in the net, then that team gets – we play baseball. Yeah. They get a B. So then that next kid, let's say the kid misses, and he goes, all right, well, I'm going to throw a curveball. And they could even call spots lower left corner however they want to do it it's it's playing horse but with pitches with two mounds with two different teams our kids loved it yeah yeah it's 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 a way to be competitive and it's a way to work on our craft you know work on pitching yep but it's a way to be competitive in a small group team you know you're playing against your buddies but you're also trying to compete trying to win so they loved it. They the, go. There's yeah, a competition factor, and then the other thing too, it's forcing some of these kids to throw some pitches they are maybe not all that comfortable yeah, throwing. Maybe, maybe this kid doesn't like throwing a curveball, and he knows he's well. Going, oh, I'm going curveball. You know, it's something Let's cool go. that came out of this for us was um, one of our kids throws a knuckle curve. And my son had never seen a knuckle curve. He was like, what is that? And so he was showing him on the sidelines, and the kid threw the knuckle curve in the, in the game. And then my son came up, and he's like, all right, I got to throw a knuckle curve. And he <laughs> threw it. He threw it really well. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I got a new pitch. And it was just kind of his eyes light up. And it's actually something we've thrown in a couple games now. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's some things like that can come out of it. So I highly recommend it. If you're indoors, it's a great drill. Right. You can do even do it outside. But if you've got a couple mounds, you've got a couple nets, Split your team into two and let them play. We call it baseball, but let them play horse by pitching. Yep. Fun stuff. Um, last thing here, our motto for the season, Rick, and I don't know that we've done a great job with it, but um, Dr. Kevin Elko, who is a renowned sports psychologist, he has this whole thing with his motto called, so what, now what? We have adopted that with our team. It's been good as far as letting some stuff go, um, but I also don't want to let everything go to where everything's okay, right? Yeah. So, so what, now what's kind of been, all right, so what, you just made an error, now what, what are you going to go do about it? Or so what, you just hit a great hit, now what, who's, who's up next? Yeah, it can be viewed in a positive light too. Yeah. yeah. So what, you just hit it out of the park. You know, what are you going to do in the field or what are you going to do, you know, you're pitching, are you going to, are you going to give up three home runs? It's, it's so what, you know, yeah, you had a good play, so what? Let's make another one. Now what? I liked it a lot, and I think it's been very helpful for our team. So we're going to continue that through through the rest of the season into next season. Um, 
Rick, this has been fun. Hold on. Make sure I'm going to play the right outro music here. Yeah, it's fun to be back. It's fun uh, to be back. Hopefully, we'll we'll do a few more of these before the season ends, and uh, we'll get rolling again next season. So the next time we're back, I want to go over our new two-strike approach at the plate. I want to go over managing your batting lineup because I've got some things that I think some other coaches could get some tips out of. Um, i got a couple other drills I want to throw at you. And then at what age do you start throwing the ball around? It's when you on a strikeout. Well, we've seen it, and we've seen it a bunch. I think uh, now's the time. I guess, man. And we're just going to throw it in the left field, I'm afraid. <laughs> but we'll see what Let's happens. <laughs> you know, we're going to get it to third base, and he's going to throw it into the, well, the, the dugout. Well, got to remember, too. It's all on the <sighs> catcher to remember to start it. And that's what we haven't done it. So our catchers haven't remembered here yet. Yeah. We tried to do it. We're, we're going to try a little bit more this weekend. But... We'll get into a little bit more what age you throw it around. Thank you to GuardianBaseball.com. We'll see you guys next week.